Chapter 71 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 71 Our Lord Jesus Descends into the Limbo of the Fathers. We are now to consider what our blessed Lord did on this day of the Sabbath. You are to know, then, that as soon as he expired, his blessed soul descended into that part of hell called Limbo, where the souls of the fathers were detained, and there he remained with them, during which time they were in possession of glory, for the vision of God is the perfect glory of the blessed. Oh, how great was his bounty, how great his love, and how great his humility! He could, if he had pleased, have delivered his servants by means of an angelical messenger who might have conducted them to his presence in whatever place he had chosen. But this his infinite love and humility would not suffer him to do. Wherefore he himself descended, and, though Lord of all, visited them, not as servants but as intimate and familiar friends, and remained with them till near break of day the sunday following think well on this and endeavor to copy after so great a pattern the holy fathers were in an ecstasy of immense joy at the approach of their redeemer all anxiety then gave place to ineffable delight and their petitions and solicitations for a speedy deliverance from this state of captivity were changed into praises and thanksgiving for the inexpressible benefit of their redemption when therefore the soul of jesus advanced towards them imagine you see the holy tribe assembled together hastening with transports of the most earnest alacrity to meet him and crying out to him blessed be the lord god of israel because he has visited and wrought the redemption of his people raise up your drooping heads o afflicted fellow-captives for behold your redemption is coming rise up rise up o jerusalem break the chain from off your neck behold the saviour comes to ransom us from our fetters lift up your gates o princess and be ye lifted up o eternal gates and the king of glory shall enter in we adore you o christ and we bless you our most loving god and thus falling down they adored him with unspeakable joy and gratitude thus did they continue in praise and thanksgiving before our lord till the dawn of the third day at which time our lord heading those happy souls led them glorious and triumphant from that subterraneous place of their captivity to that earthly paradise of delights where those glorious prophets of god elias and enoch are waiting the coming of antichrist whom they are appointed to oppose here our blessed redeemer stayed some time with them and here they still persisted in conjunction with those two venerable men in praising thanking and glorifying their all-gracious benefactor at length our saviour said that it was time for him to leave them 
and to depart and resume his sacred body by a glorious resurrection go then say they o divine o bounteous redeemer o king of glory complete the merciful work you have so graciously begun and so divinely carried on but o oh, vouchsafe speedily to return to us that our joy may be redoubled in the desirable sight of your sacred body which we have so long and so earnestly desired and sighed after you see then o devout reader that you need not want matter for pious meditation during the interval between our lord's death and resurrection hitherto i have made but few and short meditations on the passion of christ that the mind might not be taken off from attending to the series of his sufferings but now it will not be improper to make some serious reflections concerning it hear therefore what saint bernard says what think you o christian soul can you owe anything less than your whole life to christ who generously laid down his precious life for you and bore the most excruciating torments to free you from bearing them to all eternity were the lives of all the sons of adam the splendor of the angels and the worth of the whole creation to be united in one living creature yet would such a creature be nothing in comparison with his body so stupendously beautiful were all the excellent talents of every animated being to be centred in one what would they be to the superior virtues assembled in his conception from the holy ghost in his birth from a virgin in the innocence of his life in the elegance of his doctrine in the brilliancy of his miracles in the revelation of his sacraments and mysteries were all the torments which nature can suffer to be inflicted on one being yet they would be nothing in value to what he went through in the series of his life passion and death the heavens then are not so high exalted above the earth as his ways are above ours and his life above our life nay a mere nothing an unexisting nothing bears as great a proportion to something as our life does to his nothing can be more excellent than this nothing is more miserable than that our life is all corruption his life purity itself ours of no worth his of immense value and yet he grudged not to lay down that precious life to save us from eternal death o oh, excess of goodness when therefore we have devoted to him our life and all that is valuable in it we still fall short of what he has done for us and our offering is no more to be compared to his than the twinkling light of the remotest star to the lustre of the sun the least drop of water to a great river a pebble to an enormous mountain or a grain of wheat to a summer's harvest it was not of trivial matters that this blessed redeemer stripped himself for you he lowered himself and that not a little to exalt you he lowered himself to flesh he lowered himself 
to death and the death of the cross oh who can express this excess of humility meekness and condescension in the god of majesty deigning to put on flesh to be punished with death to be disgraced with a cross perhaps it may be asked but could not the creator have repaired the works of his own hands without all this difficulty doubtless he could but he chose to do otherwise though to his own cost that the base and detestable crime of ingratitude might no more take root in the heart of man he suffered therefore an immensity of hardships to stimulate man to pay him the just debt of immense love and to move him whom the facility of his creation had rendered ungrateful and indevout to be grateful and earnest in thanksgiving for his redemption which was wrought with so much difficulty how did ungrateful man reason upon his creation i was made indeed out of nothing gratis but i was made without any expense or labor to my maker he said the word and i was made like all other beings but now the mouth of them that speak lies was stopped and now o man the immense cost which god has been at in redeeming you is as apparent as noonday sun your redeemer to ransom you disdained not becoming from a sovereign lord an humble servant from infinitely rich extremely poor from the immortal word mortal flesh from the son of god the son of man consider yourself rightly then and remember that if you were made of nothing you were not redeemed with nothing in six days god created all things and you among the rest but he was three and thirty years upon earth laboring and working your redemption oh how hard did he toil bearing the necessities of the flesh the anxieties and tribulations of the spirit and all the severe trials his enemies could put him to did he not heap to himself all the horrors of death and aggravate those horrors with the ignominy of the cross oh how amiable lovely jesus how amiable to me above all things does thy chalice render thee that chalice that bitter bitter draught which thou vouchsafest to drink for our redemption this this demands and justly demands all our affections this alone ought to engross all our love this alone should suffice sweetly to attract justly to win closely to knit and forcibly to captivate us to thee you see then pious reader that the author of nature was at no expense in the fabric of the world in comparison with what it cost the redeemer of nature to restore it he only spoke and the former was made he only gave his orders and it was created but in the latter his word was contradicted his actions reprimanded he was insulted with torments was punished with death 
and reviled with the cross it was the height of infinite goodness in christ to deliver up his life a prey to death for us and to pay down from out of his own sacred side the full ransom due to his eternal father in this how truly did he fulfill what the psalmist sung of him with the lord is mercy and with him plentiful redemption plentiful indeed was this redemption to effect which he poured forth not a single drop not from one part of his body but rivers of blood from several parts think then o man on the greatness of your obligation think on the debt of love you owe him what is it he should have done and has not done for you he has enlightened you when blind unbound you when in chains set you right when astray and reconciled you when guilty who then can forbear running willingly and cheerfully after him who delivers us from errors and connives at our frailties who gives us whilst living the means to merit and bestows on us in death the reward of the merit he gives what excuse can any one plead for not running after the fragrant odor of his ointment not surely that the fragrancy of it did not reach him the odor of his sweet-scented life has gone through the whole earth for the whole earth is full of his mercy and the effects of his mercy surpass all his other works he therefore who is insensible to or follows not this fragrant odor is either totally dead or totally corrupted the holy spouse in the canticles is not ashamed of the blackness she borrowed from her spouse to resemble whom is the summit of true glory there is nothing more glorious than to put on the blackness of reproach which christ himself put on hence says the apostle with salutary transport far be it from me to glory in anything but the cross of our lord jesus christ how dear ought the ignominy of the cross to be to all those who are so happy as not to be at variance with him who suffered on it for our sakes there is a blackness in it we must own but that blackness is beautiful insomuch as it was the form and likeness of our lord whom else did isaiah in spirit call the man of sorrows knowing infirmity who had neither form nor comeliness him says he we esteemed stricken smitten of god and humbled but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and with his stripes we are healed what fellow christian did christ not take upon him the shame of sin for our sakes and shall we be ashamed of being vilified or reputed black for his sake look attentively on this vilified saviour disfigured in dress and clothed with mock garments defaced with bloody wounds defiled with nauseous spittle mortified with blows and pale with death 
what more deformed or blackened could strike the eyes of his beholders than he when with his arms wide extended on the cross he afforded laughter to his inveterate enemies tears to the faithful and agony to convulsed nature when he alone was a subject of mockery and sport who alone was worthy to command respect and able to inflict terror through the whole universe meditate therefore o pious reader on the sufferings of that most sacred crucified body and see if there is anything there which does not plead for you to the eternal father for you it is that that divine head is pierced with innumerable thorns my people saith the lord by his prophet have covered me all over with the thorns of their sins lest your head should ache lest your intentions should be wounded his eyes were closed by death and the luminaries of the world were at that instant extinct at the darkening of his sacred eyes those great lights were eclipsed with the rest and universal darkness overshadowed the whole earth and why all this but that your eyes might be averted from beholding vanity or being attracted by it those blessed ears which perpetually hear in heaven the exulting exclamation of holy 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 lord god of sabaoth heard upon earth thou hast a devil crucify him crucify him and all this that your ears might no longer be deaf to the voice of god or to the cries of the poor but deaf to detraction deaf to discourses injurious to god or detrimental to your brother and deaf to every vain and unprofitable sound that divinely beauteous face the most comely of all amongst the sons of men was defiled with spittle disfigured with bruises profaned with dirt and exhibited to scorn that your face might be made fair and shining and being confirmed in goodness might not turn to opposite extremes that blessed mouth which directed angels and instructed men in heavenly knowledge which only spoke and all things were done according to his will was drenched with vinegar and gall and why but that your mouth and heart might thenceforth be enabled to relish the sweets of truth and confess your god those heavenly hands which moulded the heavens and the earth were barbarously stretched with nails on the cross why did your guiltless saviour submit to this but to purchase for you the grace of keeping your hands ever open for the relief of the needy and distressed and to qualify you to say with the psalmist my soul is always in my hands what we carry in our hands we cannot easily forget and thus he who has his soul forever in his hands by his indefatigable industry in good works cannot be unmindful of it those sacred feet whose very footstool we ought to adore because it is holy 
were inhumanly transfixed with nails that your feet might not hurry you to evil but run on in the way of the commandments of your god they have pierced my feet says the prophet in the person of christ they have numbered all my bones for you he sacrificed his flesh and his life to purchase your body and soul and thus he ransomed all you are with all he is himself rouse up then my soul and shaking off your dust contemplate this memorable this incomparable man this man-god whom you see before you in the transparent crystal of the holy gospel consider my soul who this is who proceeds with the majestic air of a monarch though covered with the ignominy of a despicable slave he moves with a crown on his head but his diadem is an instrument of torments and his sacred temples are transfixed with innumerable wounds from it he is decked in royal robes but they are to him badges of scorn instead of honor he waves a sceptre in his hand not to command others but to be struck with it himself he is adored with bended knees proclaimed a king and receives the homage of a numerous multitude but they are marks of contempt and derision instead of duty and fidelity his lovely countenance is spit upon his beauteous cheeks are buffeted and his honorable neck bends under dishonor behold my soul how this sacred man of sorrows is abused and reviled he is commanded all faint and sinking beneath his stripes to bend his sacred shoulders under the heavy load of the cross and to bear his ignominy to the place of execution he is raised on the cross he is insulted and scoffed at there and permitted no other comfort than a draught of vinegar mixed with gall and in return for all this usage he only says father forgive them for they know not what they do what a stupendous personage is this who amidst all his torments and ill usage never once opened his mouth to complain of accuse threaten or curse the vile brutes who are busied in doing him such cruel injustice but after all their ill-treatment of him he breaks forth into such terms of blessing as have no example what instances of meekness patience and goodness can we produce like this but look my soul yet a little nearer and see how worthy he is of all your admiration and pity behold him naked and torn with stripes suspended by iron nails on an ignominious cross between two thieves plied with vinegar and gall persecuted to death nay even beyond death with a lance which rips open his sacred side and view him thus pouring forth five rivers of precious blood from his hands feet and side weep o my eyes 
and thou o my soul melt into tenderness dissolve into pity for this most lovely of the sons of men whom thou seest amidst all this meekness oppressed with every injurious treatment o oh, look down lord eternal father look down from your sanctuary above and behold this sacred offering which our high priest your holy son jesus christ offers to you for the sins of us his brethren and be propitious to the multitude of our iniquities and greatness of our malice behold the blood of our brother jesus crying out to you from the cross behold i am crowned with glory and honor earnest he stands soliciting at your right hand for us for he is our flesh and our brother look o lord on the countenance of christ thy son who is become obedient to thee even to death and let not the marks of his wounds be ever from before thy eyes that thou mayest always remember the satisfaction he has made to thee for our sins would o lord that the sins by which we have deserved thy indignation were placed in a balance with the sufferings which thy most innocent son jesus endured for us may every tongue return thee thanks o lord for thy great goodness who sparedst not thy only son but deliveredst him to death for us to the end we might have so great so true an advocate with thee in heaven and to thee o blessed jesus what acts of thanksgiving or what tribute worthy thy acceptance can i make who am but dust and ashes a vile compound of clay for what was there wanting for my salvation which thou hadst not done from the crown of the head to the sole of the foot thou wast wholly plunged in the waters of suffering and affliction to draw me out of the same the waters have entered even to thy blessed soul thy soul was separated by death that thou mightest restore me mine which i had lost wherefore thou hast bound me to thee by a double debt that is by what thou hast bestowed upon me and by what thou hast lost for my sake i am indebted to thee for my life which twice thou hast given me once in my creation and once in my redemption wherefore i have nothing to offer thee which more justly is thy due than my life itself i cannot find what recompense man can make thee o christ for thy precious soul which was so much troubled and burdened with affliction for were the heavens the earth and all the beauties belonging to them in my power they would all fall short of the greatness of the debt i owe to thee it is thy gift o lord that i even make thee any part of that return which i owe thee i ought to love thee with all my heart with all my soul with all my mind and with all my strength and to follow thy example who vouchsafed to die for me and how shall i be able to do this but by thy help my soul shall follow close after thee because her whole strength depends on thee thus far saint bernard but let us now proceed 
to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. End of chapter 71